We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Josh Bowen, Kirk Anderson, coming to you on Wednesday, October 19th, just before midnight. The Dallas Mavericks collapsed against the Phoenix Suns, losing their first game of the season on the road, 105 to 107, despite being up 22 points at one point or another. Josh Bow, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, to be honest, I think both of us have been like limping to the start of the season. Yeah, we yeah, both yeah. somehow got super sick like five days before. Um, so I wasn't even sure how much energy I would have, but I knew that we had, you know, it's the first game of the season, man. We got to do this. Right. So, Hey, I'm here. Uh, and I feel a little bit better physically than I did 24 hours ago. So, Hey, I mean, can't ask for much more. Although, uh, man, that loss stunk, but <laughs> what are you gonna do? Well, let me, let me tell you something, because I want to <laughs> talk about this up front. I want to get this right out of the way. <clears throat> Let's go. And if you didn't watch this game, Guys, sorry. Dallas Mavericks blew the Suns off the floor in the first half. I mean, dominated this game from start to finish. In the third quarter, Spencer Dinwiddie picks up a foul uh, a minute into really dumb foul. Spencer had a lot of really dumb plays tonight, if we're being honest. Um, and the Mavericks offense went sideways. Um, I, I think I'm going to get some pushback on this, but I feel that this that quarter really exposed the need for a third playmaker because Tim Hardaway entered the lineup and Tim Hardaway, unless he's hitting shots, doesn't really offer a lot because he's also pretty bad on defense, despite how much I liked him. He just had a really rough game. Uh, the Suns pulled all the way back within the game. Uh, I've taken, I don't know if they took a lead in the third quarter. No, they did not take a lead in the third quarter. Wood, who played a great game, uh, saved the Mavericks offense because the Mavericks offense went from the 10 minute mark to the one minute mark where they scored two baskets 
Okay, real bad offense is 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 how bad it was. Uh, Spencer um, Christian Wood came into the game, scored four straight to end the quarter, then twelve twelve straight to start the fourth quarter. Missed a pull up jumper. Jason Kidd then planted him firmly on the bench, where the Suns proceeded to mount a comeback because the Dallas Mavericks quote defensive unit could not get a stop or a rebound. The Suns went up by five within remaining. So we're talking a twenty seven point swing. Uh, Luka Doncic wills the Mavericks back into the game and Damian Lee, who is lights out for the Suns in the fourth quarter, sinks a game winning shot to put the thing out of reach. Uh, I want to talk about this up front because I'm irritated about it. I'm, I'm just going to get right to it. I remember when coach Jason Kidd joined the Mavericks in 2008, that was the year, right? Uh, yeah. When they, when they traded Jevin Harris the for him, first big game they had the first big game they had Avery Johnson pulled Jason Kidd from crunch time against the Spurs. The Mavericks lost. After the game, Avery Johnson said that Jason Kidd didn't know the plays. It was the genesis of my online lunatic behavior because I remember finding a website called fireavery.com. And that, <laughs> that was basically the start of Avery's end. And Jason Kidd has some explaining to do here because that coaching decision, Hat was was really the pivot point, I think, to them losing this game. And and I want to know if you think I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to to think otherwise. Um, I mean, the Mavericks really only had three guys that did anything worth a damn on offense, and it was and Luca. It was Luca, Christian Wood, and Spencer Dinwiddie. And it feels like Dinwiddie, um, I mean, he just wasn't a factor in the second half. So, you know, with his foul trouble, he just, he, I mean, he did almost all of his scoring in the first half. Um, and, yeah, like like Wood was literally the offense. He was the only reason why the Suns didn't take a lead in the, you know, a, a lead in the third quarter. Uh, you think they he pushed it back. I think they got it down to to three, and then he pushed it back up to 13. And then when he went out of the game, they had the lead and then he came back in and it was, it was kind of like the dam had already broke. So um, the second half was so bizarre because, you know, obviously the wood thing is not ideal. Like he only played 24 minutes. He only had two fouls and, you know, to sit him while he's cooking is one thing, but it was another thing that like, yeah, would, would being on the floor would have made a difference, but Luca had a really weird second half. And yeah, he did. like you he said, did. and Dinwiddie had that, you know, Dinwiddie looked great closing out the half. Like he started the game a little cold and then he really picked it up and he looked awesome to close out that half. And that fourth foul, just like, you know, him going to the bench, I think just screwed up whatever, you know, flow he had in that game. Cause he was really a non-factor after that. So you know, yeah, benching Christian Wood didn't help, and and I certainly wouldn't have done it if I were in that position. Well, but, but it also you know, just goes to show like there was other weird stuff happening in that second. Half. Oh gosh, I mean, the, the, <laughs> yes, and that's why I said I'm absolutely going to take some heat for this because the the other thing that has to be noted is that the the non Luka Doncic Dallas Mavericks went eight of twenty one from the free throw line, and that included Christian Wood who missed six, um, seven. Seven shoot. I mean, it like, like, so there's, you know, I got one guy in my mentions already telling me it's like kid made the right call. He's a free throw liability. Well, when you're drawing free throws, like wood is, I think that you kind of play the math on 
this one. Do you understand kids' reasoning for pulling for pulling him from like an academic basketball, you know, game plan point of view? Because the the Wood defense is something that leaves some something to be desired. Though I thought he played pretty hard tonight. I'm just I'm just going to struggle with that one. I really am because. Yeah. At the moment, for me, the third best playmaker on the Dallas Mavericks, at least tonight, was Christian Wood. He really was. I, th- I think what was weird. I don't think it was so weird that he he got. Pull- I don't like. I don't want to say pulled. Like pulled makes it sound like kid got mad at him instead of like it made sense because he pl- he was playing like a lot of that third quarter. Like a fr- like when he left the game, I wasn't like, oh man, they're benching him. It was more like, oh, they're giving him a breather. So he can be ready for the for the fourth quarter and for crunch time. And then, you know, six minutes left, five minutes left, and he's still not on the floor. That's when it got really weird. Uh, and then, you know, I think he went back into the game when there was like two minutes. You know, yep. I can't remember. Two minutes left, three minutes left. So that was the weird part. Like, I actually understand him him coming out of the game to, to maybe get a breather uh, and be ready and be, you know, have as fresh as legs as possible for the – final stretch of the fourth quarter but the fact that it still took him like maybe three minutes longer I think to come back into the game than I would have liked you know he probably should have came back in the game with six or five minutes around that mark five or six minutes left well he left quarter. so so Wood leaves the game at 641 um and then Wood does not re-enter the game until 219 yeah it was a long and break long it was, layoff. it was a four minute break and maybe there's some some it's just during that time during that time, the Mavericks leave and kid is up. The Mavericks are up 13. 95 to 84 yeah. when Maxi Kleber enters the game. So, okay. um, I mean, that's sort of like, like Wood basically Wood foul. a double digit lead. Devin yeah. Booker. Yeah. And so it goes from being, you know, a 12 point lead, 10 point lead, whatever. When he comes back in, they're down one. And so yeah. that's a 10 minute swing in four minutes. Right. You, the weird, yeah, for me, it's like, why, why did it take for them to be back down one? for him to come back in like that was that was definitely the weird part and yeah and that it's spoiled like you said i mean this is kind of i don't know glass half full glass half empty you talk about he was the third best playmaker like it kind of spoiled he was having a really good night not just scoring the ball but passing like he had he only had one turnover yeah he only had two assists but he probably should have had four he had a lot Um, of like secondary type things there was just just not like there was elements where you can see where he's really going to be a problem offensively for teams because he makes and and you know this is one thing Dwight Powell was underrated about like making that right play out of the roll pass yes except he drew defenders to him in a way that that Dwight Powell like never did yeah he found I think he found someone for a layup off that and then like he found Dorian for a dunk but it got blocked um, I mean, if he like, I that was not part like when I kind of did like a scouting on him and did my my profile or feature on him after they traded for him. That was like not even part of it. Like I knew he would be a good, uh, be able to run some offense through him just from the fact that he's like a really good first step guy. And and just in terms of like driving and finishing, I thought that's what his offensive creation would be. But like his passing out as a role man was. Something really I, nice. I missed. I don't know if I missed that from Houston. I don't know if it was there, but it was it was great. And there were times when I was watching when the Mavericks were humming in the first half and he was making those reads. I was like, did I undersell like Christian Wood or this team? Like, I'm am I having gonna have to change like my expectations? Cause if he's doing that consistently, I mean the sky's the limit for for this offense. Um, but unfortunately, you know, the second half just kind of just it felt like bizarro like the first like I'm, i think i'm gonna write this as my column like the first half kind of felt like 
this is the potential of this group. And then the second half was like, okay, well, this is the, this is what the worst case scenario looks like. Like, uh, you know, the third ball handler, not, not coming, you know, coming into play, you know, it didn't really foul trouble, you know, Tim Hardaway, not looking improved from last season. Uh, Josh green, uh, while he did make some plays, like just still not enough. Um, and you know, the, you know, it was just, it was just a difficult second half for some of the, the narratives that have been built up during training camp that we'd hope to see. So today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. I don't know where do you want to go from that, uh, but I'm just kind of look. look, Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so if the first half and really the second quarter were what this team can do, that third quarter are what we should all really be worried about. Right. Exactly. And there's, there's one element here. Um, you know, Luca was really, he was interesting. So he, he, he shot four of 15 after the first quarter. Um, he had some bunnies not go in, but once again, he settled for not settle. He got hand grenaded a lot where people were throwing him end of shot clock, you know, passes and he had to make some things. So I really don't think, you know, his overall shooting numbers, 10 to 23 are kind of not fair to what he actually did. Um, I, I do think that the, the guy that I really want to talk about right now is JaVale McGee. Uh, in 14 minutes, he did a whole bunch of, I don't know. Um, I don't want to say he played poorly because I don't think that's fair. But I do think we kind of got the full gambit of the JaVale McGee experience where he's draw, he drew two fouls and had one nice rim running action. But he also took two multi-dribble possessions where he <laughs> threw up hook shots. And, and I'm sorry. And again, two turnovers in a two point loss. If you're JaVale McGee, you can't be doing that. You just can't be in. And, and you know, but that's what I, he does. <laughs> well, and I bring this up, not because I think that there's all this pressure on JaVale McGee. It's because he was the, the key off season signing. And so if he's going to be the guy that helps make the difference, he needs to help make the difference. Um, I, you could see some potential out there with just how flipping big he is in some of the things that they did. Um, it, it, you know, he was one of four from the free throw line. It's it's little things like there where, where these guys are going to have to improve around the margins. And I could see both the good and the bad. Uh, again, I can't emphasize this enough. Not laying that on JaVale McGee, but in a two-point loss, you look to where the mistakes were. And JaVale McGee had four egregious ones. Changing your pivot foot on a, on a like on a, um, he was on the perimeter for a rotation, like almost near half court. Like, what, like, bro, what are you doing? Like that was <laughs> that was kind of maddening. Then the, the yeah. other thing, what has to be, we talked about a little bit earlier. The Mavericks, I think, are gonna like like Tim Hardaway just starts the season right where he left off last year, which was just ice cold. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him. He had some really good looks. A lot of his three pointers were really good looks, and a couple of them were in transition that I really thought like, were going to go down. Yeah, yeah. he only shots. T- yeah, like I think if you want to be glass half full with Tim tonight is I think I only counted like two shots where I was like, Ooh, like, um, which out of 10, 
for him is pretty it's pretty good, right? Um, like yeah. he took ten shots, five of them are threes, and most I think all five. I don't know, I could be wrong, but I feel like all five were spot up looks. So, um, such, his shot selection was okay. Uh, it was just like he just needs them. Like you know, what can you say? Like he just needs to make them, and we've seen him make them. So it was just yeah. an, you know, just an off night for him. Then, then you know, I do want to spend a little more time talking about Christian Wood, but I want to bring up kind of the most mixed bag player of the night in 18 minutes of Josh Green, who on the good side of things, I thought he played really good defense. I thought he moved his feet yeah. well and was doing a lot. He he has one block, one steal, a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds, including a couple offensive rebounds, um, and really like just showed like activity, lots of like vibrant, positive energy when he's on the floor, really really enjoyed watching him play for about 70% of what we saw. (laughs) Then if you'll notice, I said no field goal attempts. He passed up. I counted three different shots, including one where he just needed to turn around and lay the ball in. Am am I missing that or am I off? No, 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 you're, no, you're right. Uh, It was plus eight. He ended up finishing plus 18, which was nice. Yep. But but that like, was almost it, all he paired his minutes were all paired with Christian Wood, who was like on fire. Yeah. So it was again, his defense was nice, but if, if you're gonna play 18 minutes in the NBA and score one point and take zero shots, I mean, you have to be like freaking Tony Allen, Andre Iguodala in their prime level defender to to get consistent minutes, you know. Like it was nice to see him make some of those plays, defensive plays. He did one of his assists was actually to a Hardaway three, which was like a really nice. He was running the break, pushing the ball, and did a nice little dribble handoff with Hardaway. He splashed one in, and that's like that's like some of the things that he can do that like some of the other guys on this roster just either won't do or, or can't do. Like you know, like you're not going to see Bullock or Finney Smith bring the ball up the floor really hard and 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 lay it off for for a three point shooter. So like there's that potential, and you're like you're just like man, where can he just translate the rest of his feel of the game and natural athleticism into more productive minutes. And it's just game one wasn't there. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, obviously we've got 81 more of these things. So, you know, who knows what he looks like by the end of the season, but uh, as a first impression, it was, it was pretty tough and it, it was pretty tough to see. I mean, overall what, you know, green played 18 minutes, 1.0 shots. Kleba played 26 minutes, two points, three shots. McGee played 14 minutes, three points, three shots. Uh, Dorian yeah. played 38 minutes, five points, four shots. I yeah. mean, it was, it was that, Dorian got rejected by the rim at one point. Like that was yeah. a struggle bus of an, of an offensive game for for Dorian. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was just the thing that the Mavericks happen in a lot of their losses is just too many guys playing too many minutes that aren't doing the the number one most important thing, which is uh-huh. you know put the ball in the hoop. And it's not just like we're not expecting these guys to score 15 points. It's just like, you can't, you can't score one or two points. You know, you know what I mean? Like you got to shoot more and, and you got, and you got to make uh, better use of your time on the floor. But then again, you know, Luca had the ball in his hands a lot tonight, but he, he only did. had six, only had six assists, um, which I, I think maybe goes to show, you know, the shooting from everyone else. Um, I mean, they, you know. they had like 50% of their makes were assisted. So it's like, yeah. 
you, you look around, they, they had 17 assists for 35 makes, and you could think of a – they shot the ball real well from three. I mean, this is a game where when you when you get past – and granted, if you're listening this far in the podcast, I understand Jason Kidd's not the reason they lost. I understand the real reason that they lost is when you missed 13 free throws. Like that, above all else, is kind of the overarching thing. But when the game gets tight and you pull Christian Wood, that's where I, I just get pissy about that coaching decision. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> This is why I can't do this like professionally, just because I'm mad at the time. Um, I mean, it was it, it's. I mean, the way they looked in the first half, it was just like, wow, everything is coming yeah. to fruition. Like Dinwiddie looks like the legit second guy. Doncic looks in shape. Like Doncic's first quarter, what he had like 13 in the first quarter. Yeah, um, I can't remember what he shot. 20 at the half. Not, yep. Yeah, like he just he looked like uh, he looked like the MVP, and then he kind of will. I mean. He, like you said, he did have some some weird possessions where guys were giving him the hand grenade, like you said. But at the end of the day, there was – I don't know what – I would almost need to rewatch his second half because it just felt – like I don't want to rush to judgment and be like he played a shitty second half. I'm sure some people will. The uh, third maybe, quarter was pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, the I, third was just quarter weird. was real rough. There, And that was just a team-wide thing where they get into a little bit of a funk – and they can't they could not pull out of it and kid yeah. let things go as is his coaching path and he let it go and this was an instance where each time he let it go he let it go a little too far um like they didn't call a timeout until after the suns were up by f- up by 5 or up and by that, 4 and then luka got a t- uh, technical foul which which caused him to be down you know right. down and even that's, more and that's the push and pull cuz the players <laughs> want to to play through it yep. uh, so you you know trying to judge that but it was just yeah it was just tough it looked like you know everyone was having so much fun in the first half poking jokes at the suns like that quote you 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 tweeted from devin booker about how he was like oh this game it doesn't matter if we lose this game it's not a big deal And, and while they're like down by 20 in the first half i was just like this is insane like what is wrong with this like the most bad the worst down bad bad vibes team i've ever seen in a preseason or training camp and the mavericks are kind of trouncing them only to end up losing the game that just you know it's game one of 82 and the mavericks have had some bad openers in the last couple of years and still had a good season so yep i, I you know i'm not trying to like well, they get two days they get two yeah. days to really think about this one and go back and and the guys who missed a lot of free throws like the Spencer Dinwiddie free throws were really painful. Like yeah. he was, it, you know, I know he only took two, but he missed two in the fourth quarter. And I just, <laughs> it's a, you know, there's just all these little, there's moments in games where you look and the Mavs had so many like collapsible moments where it just, it, it kind of hurt. Um, and that's, you know. Yeah. The second it, half that, felt like they just, they got in the mud and they never, they never yeah. got out except yep. for the, the one stretch where Wood did his thing. And that was about it. Yep. Well, and Wood, you know, I think we, we should at least circle back to him a little bit. Obviously, Luca yeah. played a, a very good game, but still mixed, I think, if we're, if we're being honest, because you know, he was a yeah. negative 16 um, in the moments that he was in. You know, I, I know plus single game and plus minus isn't that, that much of a thing, but he's still out there on the floor when they're losing, and they were losing a lot in the third quarter. Wood played a mere 24 minutes and scored 25 points, um, eight rebounds, a couple of assists, like you mentioned. He had a really nice block on, on a solid rotation. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I just think like part of why I think the calls for him to play more are going to keep going up is because it's what Matt Moore said on the betting podcast that that I did with him, where he said he thinks that over time the the wood minutes are just going to continue to be plus minutes, and so you don't look at that game to game; you kind of just roll your eyes at it. 
But over the aggregate, he thinks it's going to be very similar. You know, it's not like a Dirk comparison, but like Dirk was always plus when he was in. Like Dirk just was, <laughs> this was, it was kind of what happened when Dirk played basketball. And if Wood's going to play these six minute spurts against lesser quality guys, then he's going to score points and the Mavericks are going to go up. And so that will eventually, uh, his thought was that will eventually pressure Kid into playing Wood more, even though he hates the defense. And that's what I was thinking about tonight when I watched Kid go out. Cause like Kid didn't play a big stretch of the third quarter when, when they were in the mud. And then they, things went into the mud when Kid went back, like as we've mentioned, when things went, uh, uh, when Wood went out in the fourth. And it's just, that's just going to stick in my craw. It, it's, it's, it's a rough one because, you know, compared to how they started these past two seasons, this was a good game. This was a, a should give you a lot to build off of where for the first 15 games last year, even when they were winning, you and I were coming into these being like, this what are they, do, what are they weird. doing? <laughs> yeah, like the process felt ugly. It was it was weird to kind of entertain. So, yeah. anyhow. And, the, and I liked with Wood. Um, oh, man, I almost lost my, my train of thought there. Um I think defensive, like I didn't, I, you know, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I don't remember any like bad, like I don't think there were a ton of bad to defensive possessions for him tonight. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like, I don't know, you know, the maps were helping him a lot. Like I, I saw there was a lot of like load, like, you know, loading up on the, on to ro- like pre-rotate when he was on the floor, they were definitely like aware of it, but I don't, I can't remember him costing them too much on the defensive end tonight. So yeah. felt like that was, you know, a step forward for him. And they, they did play him with Maxi a lot. And I think yep. that, that, Maxie that clearly helped himself. Yeah. He was okay. Defensively, offensively, he was, he was due to, but uh, I, I felt like I could see that the tough part is if you feel like with kid, if you're like, if I, if I only trust wood down the stretch, important minutes with Kleba, that means, you've only got three spots left. One is Lucas. So you only got two spots left and you've got Dorian, Reggie and Dinwiddie to, for those three guys for two more spots. And then like, there were some moments where they played without Dinwiddie and it kind of looked a little weird offensively because they didn't have that other ball handler next to Luca. And then they would bring Dinwiddie in. And I think they took wood out and it was like, well, now the offense is kind of going bad because Kleba is just, you know, he's a, you have to, spoon feed him offense uh, as where wood can can do his own, his own so there's going to be a lot of push and pull i think as they figure out what lineup and what rotation works best uh it could mean that there's some moment games like today tonight where they look great one half and look bad uh in another half uh hopefully they can they can get through this uh with a winning record and then really take off once they get their lineups figured out but i think it's going to take them I think it's going to take the coaching staff of uh, a few, you know, get some games under their belt to see how they manage Wood and how much they trust him to be out there, kind of on his own and and playing with Kleba and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think my my feelings can be summed up thusly. I'm really irritated the Mavs lost because I stayed up late. I saw enough <laughs> positive. I saw enough positive to where I, I feel still feel pretty bullish in a way that I did not feel at this point last season. And I think that there are things that they can clean up and improve upon. Um, it's a, it's a, a, every loss sucks and I'm not going to act like it, it doesn't. Um, but there's things they can build on. And, you know, I, I guess we just have to roll over in the next game. They get two days to think about this. And, you know, we'd always looked at these first four games as tough. 
because right. um, I don't who do they even play I knew this at one point but now my my head is uh they, they play the Grizzlies next which is you know the Grizzlies got a, had a tough uh, overtime win tonight then they play New Orleans who look like a, a hell beast and then they play <laughs> the Nets um, right and so it's just this is this is what NBA basketball is they're gonna you know they'll they'll figure it out is, is yeah. kind of where I'm, I'm sitting so do you do you have anything else and I'll let you get on with your evening uh, if you're feeling bad about this game, uh, just look at what uh, conference favorite Denver did. Oh God! Against yeah, Utah the Jazz, man. So, things could, and they didn't lose. They they lost by what twenty one points? They lost badly. Like yeah. there was, it was Blowout. like an oh no loss. I think they gave yeah. up seventy five points in the first half to the Jazz. So yeah. I'm looking forward to like eight Jazz players getting traded tomorrow morning for <laughs> that game. But yeah, well, things could always be worse. Okay, so here's what you're going to do, guys. You're yeah. going to go to Mavs Moneyball when you listen to us, and you're going to read the work we're doing, because I wrote the recap. We have Matthew doing the numbers you should know. Josh may write something. Jordan may write something. We're going to have a lot of thoughts on this game, because we have a big staff, and we have lots of people thinking things. Um, and then you're going to you know, come back to this podcast a little later tomorrow afternoon, and you're going to look for the green room, which I'm going to host right now, even though it's 1230, and I have work in the morning, and it's game one of the NBA season, and we we're all lunatics. Um, do you have anything else before we go? Uh, let's get out of here. All right. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. Game one, Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We will talk with you soon. Thanks for stopping by. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.